You're listening to WBEZ. The Chicago area is home to the country's largest Palestinian-American community. Generations started coming here in the early 1900s, and it's now considered a destination for some. WBEZ's Amy Chin spoke with Rundown podcast host Aaron Allen about why so many people eventually settled here and started with some history about Palestinian migration. So let's start with the point when Palestinians on a larger scale started to first really settle in the Chicago area. When was that? So experts say it's as early as the Chicago World's Fair. That's when, you know, Chicago was kind of put on the map for a lot of these merchants and peddlers um, who were really the initial kind of Arab Americans in Chicago. Um, most of them kind of own these small dry goods stores or grocery stores or peddlers, you know, going house to house selling shoes and clothing. And they really carved out a niche on, you know, what was then known as Chicago's Black Belt. And, and the Black Belt near Southside would be where mostly black folks were living at the time. Yep. Um, that was during a time when a lot of white store owners wouldn't sell in these communities. And so these... Um, Palestinian Americans, these Syrian Lebanese folks, they really kind of saw this as a commercial opportunity for them. And that's where they initially settled is the near south side. So after that, there were periods of way more Palestinians immigrating here, right? Yeah. So in the decades after the World's Fair, you see just a kind of steady trickle of these merchants and single men coming in. But A key event that created a lot of immigration is the 1948 Arab-Israeli War. And this is when the state of Israel is created, um, but also uh, when over 700,000 Palestinians were displaced from their ancestral homelands. Um, And Palestinians refer to 1948 as the Nakba, which means catastrophe in Arabic. And that really kind of led Palestinians today to becoming the world's largest stateless community. There are over six million Palestinians who, and according to the United Nations, are direct descendants of these original refugees of 1948. And so many of them ended up in Chicago because, you know, they already knew people or had family or, you know, some of these peddlers lived in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And they started to really build out communities. Let's talk about the 1960s. So in 1967, the Arab-Israeli war broke out and um, Israel gained the Palestinian territories we know as Gaza and the West Bank as a result of that war. A lot of changes happened. They limited movement. Homes were destroyed. There was just a lack of jobs and economic opportunity. And so that prompted another wave of refugees fleeing the West Bank and Gaza. And again, many of them ended up here in Chicago because of you know, they had family here and that's how they were able to uh, to come here as as uh, immigrants. I have a few homies who are the children of immigrants, um, some of whom are refugees themselves. A lot of them talk about their families not wanting to leave. They left because they had to. How else did that come up in your reporting on Palestinians and Palestinian-Americans here? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um In all of my interviews and conversations, what I heard consistently was that for these second and third generation Palestinian Americans, they grew up with their parents placing a really 
really important emphasis on their culture and keeping it alive. Um, you know, they went to school to learn Arabic on the weekends. They learned Palestinian mm-hmm. history. They learned folk songs and how to dance the dabke, which is a, you know, Palestinian folk dance. Um, and so there was this really strong effort to keep uh, a connection to Palestine growing mm-hmm. up. Um, and it was so strong for some families that they actually picked up and moved back to Palestine. Um, state Rep Abdel Nasser Rashid, he's the state rep of the 21st district, which includes a lot of little Palestine. Mm-hmm. His parents moved to Chicago in the 70s, but then, um, you know, in 1994, they chose to move back to their village in the West Bank in Palestine uh, because they wanted their kids to develop this kind of relationship with their hometown. By that time, there had been another period of a lot of Palestinians moving to the States, right? Yeah. Um, the 1990s, according to uh, the experts I talked to, was actually the largest wave of Palestinian migration to Chicago. Right. And, you know, a lot of it is continued kind of people fleeing violence and displacement in the West Bank and Gaza. But another aspect of this of this is that um, there were a large number of Palestinians living in Kuwait and Saudi Arabia and other countries in the Persian Gulf at the time working, mm-hmm. you know, in the oil sector. And during the first Gulf War, um, a lot of them were forced out of those countries. And so some of them had studied in, in the United States as students. And so they came back and others, uh, you know, came because they had family here. So that was kind of another reason for why there was a huge kind of wave of migration in the 90s. Mm -hmm. It seems like a lot of the folks who live here came here after or during a conflict of some sort. Um, I mean, what's happening today feels a little like a repeat of history. Does that mean there's going to be another period of migration from the war in Gaza right now? That's a tough question. I think it's it's difficult to tell. Um, What we know now is that you know, it's really hard to get out of Gaza. Um, you know, most of the borders are closed. I think the only crossing that's open right now is the one uh, next to Egypt. And, um, you know, for Palestinian Americans who are living in Gaza, many of them aren't, aren't able to leave. Um, but for Palestinians who don't have American citizenship, you know, being a refugee and getting resettled in the United States is a very long and difficult process. Mm -hmm. And, you know, historically, the U.S. hasn't taken that many Palestinian refugees. Um, Just last year, only 56 Palestinians were admitted as refugees into the United States out of a total of 60,000 refugees. This was an excerpt of a conversation featured on the Rundown podcast. You can find more of Amy Chin's reporting and hear the full discussion at WBEZ.org. This is WBEZ.